is the Sluggo. Slant and go. Curry against Wednesday, but first, before we say anything about where you are or your crazy travel stories, I wanted to wish you a happy birthday. I, I didn't realize <laughs> it was your birthday last, when, Friday, Saturday? Saturday, yeah. See, so, yes, I still don't realize when it was Saturday, <laughs> but you know, it got me to think, in case, um, I didn't realize you had so many friends. I saw a lot of people, <laughs> or at least a lot of people that say they're your friends on Facebook. I mean... Because after all, that's kind of how this show started. I thought you needed a friend. (laughs) (laughs) I was wrong. You have thousands of friends all over the place. It was great to see everybody hugging up virtually on Casey the Beef Cregan. So happy birthday, and uh, you don't look a day over 62. (laughs) Thank you, bud. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's always that. I tell my wife every year, you have to make sure you're near a phone charger because I'm one that I can't stand the red dots on my phone. So, yes. you know, when someone puts something on Facebook, I got a red dot on there and I'm like, ah, so I check it and do it, you know, make sure I read who it is and click like or love or hug or whatever the <laughs> hell the emojis are. And, uh, but thanks. Yeah. It's, you know, don't feel a day over 62. That's uh, kind of yeah. crazy because that's how I am. If I got an email a text. I don't like when there's a number there <laughs> of any kind, whether it's one or 142. Yeah. Uh, so I can imagine your the way your phone goes off. So um, crazy, crazy time. But happy birthday, bud. Uh, Nelson says there's a fog machine in Casey's mom's basement. Well, Nelson, the fire alarm has been going off for 20 minutes. <laughs> Casey just got it turned off, but the show must go on. Must go on. <laughs> I don't know what it is with this camera that I have on this wonderful, really expensive work computer that I have, but it's the it's the camera on the computer. Your, your camera has a cataract. Um, so. You are traveling again. We were talking a little bit before the show, man, but I couldn't do it. Uh, even at your age, and, and I know you're younger than me, but um, it sounds it sounded great when I was like 35 or so. You know, I went after this consulting job that. Uh, I thought I had gotten and I didn't get it, which in retrospect is probably really good. Uh, I'd be traveling like three out of four weeks a year, a month, not a year, a month. Uh, sounded good. I was single, no girlfriend or wife or whatever. So kid for sure. And, um, but where are you today, Case? Uh, I don't want to say exactly where I am just in case all my a lot of fans and friends, but and Houston Burnett, if he's listening, but it rhymes with Shreenville. <laughs> but I don't know what the heck's going on in this town because I usually stay downtown now that I don't live here anymore. And the one hotel that I always stay in for like $170 is $1,096 tonight. So I don't know if it's because I'm here. I, I don't know what, what's going on, but uh, yeah, so I'm way out. So I'm not even, I'm not even close to you're way town. out. Okay. But you were saying you were in Greenwood, and now you're in Greenville. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got, <laughs> was in Jersey last week, flew in Monday to Hilton Head, came came to Greenwood yesterday, Greenville today, Charleston tomorrow. So, yeah, it's good. It's fun times. But my girl, my girl, 
My wife is, uh, I was about to say girlfriend. Uh, my wife is in New Jersey. My kid is in New Jersey. So, you know, a travel week like this is, is just fine. Okay. You said your girlfriend. This will be the first out of 94 episodes that I have to edit. <laughs> I need to edit that right out before. Uh, well, assuming. Especially in the hotel room, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, like Mrs. Beach <laughs> listens to this nonsense, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Edward Schumper says, any news on the baseball coach search? And Edward, I put out uh, a request for info right before the show. And as Casey and I were jacking our jaws before the before the uh, before the we hit record, uh, I got a response and said, "No word. Nobody's heard anything." Um, last we left, a few names were kind of left off. The latest, the last list I saw from JP Priester at AllClemson.com kind of removed a few names. The Campbell coach and and some of the lesser known coaches were kind of kind of removed. Really, still out there is. Let me pull up the list. I had it just for the show. Uh, the wannabes, anyway. Link Jarrett at Notre Dame. They're still in the tournament. Kevin O'Sullivan of Florida. He's out, I believe. Casey and I were talking before the show. Cliff Godwin of East Carolina, who is one of my favorites. He's still in. This will be his fourth. Count him four Super Regionals. So just a name to remember. Eric Bake Backage of Michigan. They got eliminated uh, last week. Matthew LaCroix of the Rochester Red Wings. Well, I don't know why that's so hard to say. Matthew LaCroix, Rochester Red Wings, and uh, Scott Jackson at Liberty. That's the last list I've heard. Haven't had or heard any updates since, since then, Casey. I don't believe you have either. Uh, just from BaseballAmerica.com, trying to see. Teddy Cahill uh, on BaseballAmerica.com just had um, John Sheff as well added to that list. Billy McMillan, who's a developmental coach, former Clemson Tiger, he had Wofford's Todd enter Donato, Liberty Scott Jackson, VCU's Sean Stifler, and Charlotte's Robert Woodard are the uh, candidates that apparently Graham Neff is trying to link up with. Hmm. Couple link, of those... link up with. Link <laughs> up with. couple of those names we hadn't heard before, at least I hadn't anyway. So interesting times there. Hey, Hype House is uh, getting hyped about the recruiting class. We're going to talk recruiting in a few minutes. Mr. Hype, or Mr. House. I guess Hype is his first name, House is his second name. Um, we're going to talk about that in a couple of minutes. Uh, let's see. Uh-oh. <laughs> Houston is paying attention. Uh, that's funny. Kevron checks in. Do you think the head basketball coach, Brunel, needs to be fired? Wow, that came out of nowhere. A basketball question. Usually he just says hello to us. The now middle of June. Now he's asking us about basketball. Kevron's getting ingrained in this mess. I'll answer that quickly. No. And Kevron, you missed it by a week. We had Houston on last week. I think he's probably the opposite of beef. (laughs) (laughs) Houston probably – Houston, if it was up to Houston, he'd write him a check or, I don't know, whatever they do for those coaches. I I, I think he deserves another. We kind of talked about this. Yeah, we kind of talked about this offline about people were saying, well, if they fired Monty Lee, it's – you know, why didn't they fire Brad Brownell? The expectations are totally different, right? One is expected to go to the tournament every year, maybe make a, a, a super regional and get to, quote, the final four of college baseball, which is the World Series. The other one, they're just happy to make the tournament and not look foolish most of the time. So the expectations are totally, totally different for those two programs. What do you think, Case? Yeah, I agree a thousand percent. You have a top 15 
program. I know Graham Neff said that, but I truly believe it. Heck, I was there for the majority of 95 to 2010, and they went to the World Series six times in that 15-year span. So as hard as it is to win in, in baseball, I think that there is an expectation and there is uh, some uh, this lore of Clemson baseball that, that should be a top 20 program, top 15 program at minimum which means super regional top 16 goes to the super regional so i think at the floor you should be getting to the super regionals at least every every, every two every year if not you know two out of three years yeah. so uh, whereas basketball had a couple really good cups of coffee back when the rick barnes area everyone knows how much i love rick barnes and i love that era of clemson basketball but beyond that maybe a little bit of you know one run with Purnell, one run with brownell uh, other than that, it's kind of like, oh, if we get in the tournament, yes, after that, you blow a 16-point lead to Oakland or something like that. But um, you get into the tournament, you hope for a run, whereas in baseball, you sh- you expect to be uh, in, in that final eight. Yeah, and uh, this man down here, hardest working man in uh, sports journalism, I saw him the other day. I sent you a link to a show Jason was on. Jason Priester checks in. And he sounded so tired. I said, "JP, man, <laughs> you need you need a break. We're we're gonna give you a break this week. We're not gonna ask you to come on. Glad to see you in the comments. You're always welcome. But goodness, goodness, brother, take take a couple hours for yourself. He he was tweeting out recruiting stuff on his anniversary getaway <laughs> at the lake or whatever. He said he got no sleep. So." Uh, you know, I, talked, I talked about I talked about pissing off Houston. I don't know if uh, JP was in Clemson today, but I made a I made a quick visit down that way as well. So I was going to text them, but I I didn't have much time, so I really couldn't there. I had JP, about twenty minutes. I'm sorry, JP yeah. said Brunell is one year removed from attorney appearance. Something that's just not happened uh, much in basketball over sure. the years. So true, so true, JP. Uh, as I posted today on RubbingTheRock.com, the voice of one of the voices of reason, I think Houston's another one uh, in this uh, recruiting uh, crime that we're talking about where no one's happy uh, unless you're getting commits every day, which you know turns out they're doing. Now, JP says, not today, maybe the weekend. So I won't be there on the weekend. <laughs> you're there every other day, but uh, – all right, Beef, uh, we talked a little bit about baseball. How about the regionals? Did you watch much of the regionals? I know you were you were in Jersey. I didn't see I didn't see a whole lot, but what I did see is my home team and the team you have a jersey for, the Texas State Bobcats, gave Stanford all they wanted uh, in Stanford, Palo Alto, California. Uh, lost – I think they got walked off at the end. I fell asleep. I'm old, dude. But um, even here, even in Central Time Zone, that was a late game, right? Uh, that's the one I saw. I know East Carolina moved in because we talked about the coach being a candidate at Clemson. Uh, but those are really the two I, I keyed in on. And, and it's going to be an interesting series uh, with Notre Dame uh, this weekend coming up in the Supers. I was uh, That was Monday night with the Texas State-Stanford thing, and I had the TV going in the bedroom, which – when my wife's around, she's never she never has the TV on. So that was like my little treat to myself. And I was watching the Stanford uh, Texas State game, and I was getting excited because I think it's I don't I don't know who's on the other side, but uh, a national seed got knocked off there. So there was a really good possibility that the super regional was going to be in San Marcos if Texas State had won. 
And I literally fell asleep, and it was 3-1 Texas State in the top of the ninth. I fell asleep. It took two back-to-back home runs and then, like, oh, two pitches to tie the game for Stanford. And then they uh, walked it off with a couple a couple batters later. But Notre Dame and Tennessee should be yes, uh, a, a decent series just because Notre Dame, they could, they're giant killers. They, they gave Mississippi State all they could handle last year. Um, I, who else? Virginia Tech is also still in it, so they're really, really good. Miami got got bounced. They were the sixth seed overall, I believe. So, yeah, I watched a good bit of it, and there was a lot of runs. Auburn scored a ton of runs. Virginia Tech scored a ton of runs. Uh, it's going to be Oklahoma State. <laughs> Oklahoma State Arkansas series was great. It, it's been it's been fun. I'll be I'll be tuned in this weekend when I'm not watching hockey. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I, 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 Notre Dame and Tennessee, I can't believe I forgot Tennessee, but um, what, that sounds like a fantastic, fantastic series. And uh, Edward Shepard says, our baseball tradition needs to be restored. Basketball, to me, is more complex. I like to get in the tournament and need to be more competitive. I think that's fair. That's not 100% right. fair. That's a great comment. Thanks, Edward. And Jared Clark says, you think Adam Randall will get on the field this year or wear a red shirt? Love the show. Thank you, Jared. Thanks. I think he gets on the field kind of like maybe like Amari Rogers did, right? Remember, he came back when he first came back. He wasn't the same player that first year, but he contributed. So I don't know if JP or Houston has a, a comment about that, um, about Adam Randall, whether he get on the field. What do you think, Case? Yeah, why not? Why not? Let's go. All of the hands on deck, whether they came in in the in the in January or come in in the summer, let's go. David Hale from Sportilla or uh, from ESPN.com rated Clemson the tenth or eleventh best wide receiving core in the ACC, and that's just based on purely he based it purely on um, returning five hundred yard receivers and above. And Clemson had none, so he had Clemson and PC ten and eleven. I mean that that seeing that was just eye opening. Where you have an Engada, you have the Collin twins, you have a Davis Allen, you have these receivers. Uh, we had Justin Ross last year. I know he battled a lot of injury, but all hands on deck in the wide receiver room. We got to get back to wide receiver U. And they, ha- I think they have the guys. I think they got the dudes. I think they just need to get a little consistency. No, oh, wow. Houston, uh, something he's echoed in our chat this week. He wants juice balls, give them the aluminum bats. He wants <laughs> to see 40 too. to 38. Of course, you know, that's the reason the aluminum bats went away. Didn't they have a championship game that was like 24 to 18 one year? I think Arizona yeah. and somebody uh, were, were battling it out. There you go. Awesome. Randall is back and early. Thanks, JP. Appreciate it. That's why everybody awesome. t- tunes into the show, not for our wisdom, for I can't do it because right. Because of the, friend, the friends we keep. <laughs> friends of the show, as they like to say, right? Friends of the show. Okay, Case, what we're really here to talk about today, or most people probably want to tune in for besides our, our uh, giant heads and, and wonderful information, is recruiting has picked up for the Clemson Tigers over the last uh, three, four days. Commitments, Ian Reed, offensive tackle from Vandergriff High School in, in Austin. Now, I'm going to show you, I'm going to tell you how good um, how, how good Klubnik and Westlake were. Vandergriff was 13-3, and, and Klubnik and Westlake beat them 70-7. to 
so Ian Reed, offensive tackle out of Austin, Texas. Now, next year, if Ian Reed keeps that commitment and, and joins Clemson, that will be three players from Austin, Texas. Makuba, of course, um, uh, Klubnik, and now Ian Reed. So taking three players out of Austin, Texas, and uh, not any, you know, just also ran players there. you got a five-star quarterback, a highly rated uh, cornerback, and, of course, uh, uh, a highly rated offensive tackle. So good players out of Austin. we got Avion Terrell, the legacy cornerback, A.J. Terrell's uh, younger brother, Olsen Pat Henry. He's an athletic tight end. I think he's a multiple sport guy and uh, probably needs to, to grow into the position a little bit at the D1 level, at least from what I can read. JP, Houston, anybody who knows more than me, jump in the comments and let me know I'm wrong. We're all about it. And just this afternoon, I, I'm not sure how you say the name, Kylan Webb, who's a three-star athlete um, out of Florida also. So, any observations, Case? Uh, I know we feel better than we did last week at this time about the recruiting class. Uh, we talked a little bit before the show. It's going to be a big one this year, a bigger class. And according to JP, there's still more to come. Yeah, according to JP, according to, to others that I've read, there's a ton to come. But I, I really i am excited about just the numbers that are starting to roll in. I was talking with another friend of the show who wasn't necessarily as excited because of the composites and things, I think that because of this is going to be a big class and you just needed to start getting the ball rolling. I think I think there was a little bit of the sky is falling when, when there was only two or three uh, three commits and then one decommit, then you get a third one again. Just to start seeing some numbers and actually some returns from the big the big official visit weekend, the, my birthday weekend, coincidentally. Uh, <laughs> But these guys from Florida, Kylan Webb was going to be another of of the um, Armwood Armwood High School in just east of Tampa in Riverview is national nationally renowned. They they put out D one athletes over D one athletes. Well, River, uh, Riverview started growing exponentially. I don't mean to give you a geography lesson, topography lesson of the East Tampa, but uh, he's he's now at Seminar High School, which is a they just built it. But he would have been he would have been another of this Armwood High School uh, tree that just keeps planting and putting D one players out. Don't know much about him yet because it just came out today, and unfortunately I had to work. Uh, I love the Olsen Pat Henry, the big tight end. He plays at a little bit of a lesser. He's had a Christian yes. school in Naples, but yes. man, he's a man among boys. They you know they they probably put a little bit more meat on him. He plays in the slot right now in that league, and I think he's uh, like an Orson Charles, who I remember. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. But uh, I mean, he definitely he's got the body to to put on a little meat H back tight end kind of thing. And it's always great to get a legacy. It's always great to get a legacy like uh, AJ Terrell's brother, just because a he said he wants to be the number one recruiter for the class, which is fantastic, and b he. he forged his own path and realized at the end that family uh, was at Clemson. The Clemson family was really where he wanted to be. So I'm excited about the numbers starting to roll in. I'm excited about JP's tweets and Facebook things that just with his sunglasses and, and whatever he has. <laughs> I'm excited about reading Paul Strelo on Tiger Illustrator. I'm excited about reading all these guys. Just uh, it, it's starting to give us some juice again, right? Yep. Uh, that's not the one I want. I want to pull this one up. 
Makuba could uh, very well be the best safety in college football. It'll be interesting to see because that is a guy, he went to LBJ High School. That's another thing about the three Austin guys. They didn't go to the same school. They All three have gone to different schools. Uh, LBJ is a place where Ray Jackson, famously from the uh, Fab Five from Michigan, went to high school. They've had some really good athletes out there, and Makuba uh, is another one. Um, Vandegrift is a, is a pretty new high school, if I remember. It was named after some uh, uh, someone killed in uh, Afghanistan, unfortunately. So, and Westlake is well known. They've got you know Drew Brees, Nick Foles, the kicker. I can never Justin Tucker, um, Houston Street in baseball. They've got NBA basketball players. They've got everything at that school. So I, I agree with Jared though, thinking that, that he could be one of the best. best. Okay, yeah, I, I think he's going to be the best. Nice, 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 nice. I like to hear that. Dale Hudgens said, need defensive line. JP, chime in about the defensive line. Do we Are we seeing any coming in this class? Uh, do we know of any that are thinking about uh, <laughs> joining well, the, the group? The yeah. There it is. There yes. it is. Uh, Terrell's been killing the camp circuit. I did see your tweet or your um, – I think it was a tweet to that to that effect, JP. That was good to hear. And there you go. So apparently we'll have some Mr. Hudgens. It looks like maybe some defensive line uh, linemen are in your future. And that's you know that's a good point though. It's not something you think about when you have a defensive line like Clemson. It just never ends, right? These guys over and over. You need to keep replenishing them because no telling when somebody's going to the NFL uh, gets injured or these days, transfers uh, to a, to a different location, and you were talking about a friend of the show that wasn't necessarily happy with the uh, the level of recruit we're getting. There's still two thirds or three fourths of the class to go, right? Not every this is not going to be necessarily the top end of your class, but you're going to need guys to fill a need, right? You're going to need. You know, you've got a five-star quarterback coming in. You're going to need a solid offensive line recruit, and and that's kind of how I look at it. You're gonna, you're, you've got your quarterback. Well, you got your next two quarterbacks theoretically, and you need to get an offensive lineman, multiple offensive linemen in there because notoriously they're hit or miss uh, in evaluation. So you're going to need an offensive lineman. You got it. You got a five-star quarterback, a good offensive lineman, and it's June. Chill. It'll be okay. I'm, now I'm starting to sound like JP. See, just chill. It'll be okay. They'll start dropping soon enough. But anyway, you're not going to get all the top 100 in a week in June. Even Alabama doesn't do that. By the way, Alabama still in the 30s in recruiting, folks. Clemson is number 12, number two in the ACC. I'm a JP Priester acolyte. I'm converted. Uh, it's going to be okay. What say you, Case? Yeah, I mean, I, it is a long it just feels like some of the bigger dogs want to see their commitments or just want to see their their visits through, want to see their official visits. I, mean, I don't blame them. I mean, how many times in life are you going to be the most wanted commodity out there ever? You know, I mean, heck, we were talking about jobs before the show, too. It's like, how many times do you get a job that, that they came after you? I mean, it doesn't happen all that often. So let these 17, 18, 19-year-old kids enjoy their their visits before and like you said it's june the early signing period isn't isn't until december so we have we still have six months to go could lose some 
will definitely gain some. And I think some of these bigger fish are, are out there. They're, they're swimming and uh, maybe they'll jump in our pond at the end of the summer. That's a terrible cliche, but I loved it. <laughs> I think I put it at the end of one of the articles today that something about there's bigger fish in the pond and Clemson's still fishing or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got to be creative and, you know, not use the same thing every time. So, um, we will see how it works out. I am obviously more upbeat than I was last week at this time. And, and you know, to a certain extent, that, that person was right. I mean, we're not seeing the you know, top 50 guys or, or whatever. But I have confidence that they'll come. It helps if I have a five-star quarterback and a good offensive lineman uh, already on board. And I'm confident those two guys are going to stick. Um, the uh, Ian Reed. I, I think I put this on our on uh, on our message on our messenger that he had uh, Oklahoma State set up for this weekend. He had Texas, which is probably ten miles from his house, set up for the twenty fourth, I believe, canceled. So really, really interesting. Um, obviously, very impressed last weekend. And JP says, let me get it there. I think Clemson really helped themselves with Hoffler and Osborne this weekend. Uh, yeah, JP and I were texting back and forth about Hoffler this afternoon. Um, so uh, I'll keep that between us, but we'll see. He feels good about him, so who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I but, think there's going to be more more shoes to drop this week. I really do. Just listening, reading, seeing. I think there's just, I, or, you know, in the near future, maybe not this week. It's already, what day is it? Wednesday? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just positive momentum. I mean, where, where there was nothing previously, it, it felt like, and I'm not a Debbie Downer guy, but it, it's, it just felt kind of stale. It was kind of like the same three guys, and then we were conjuring up Nathaniel Joseph rumors just to keep it interesting, it felt. You know? Have something to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have something to talk about on Wednesday. Hey, as soon as you said uh, more this week, I, I immediately looked to the comments to see if JP had the sunglasses on. <laughs> I'm getting a little. I'm getting that's a little. Our go-to now. Yeah, yeah. That's what uh, John Chancy said up, up a little bit up. Uh, Jared Clark, the younger D line commits are so fortunate to have all that experience in front of them. They will learn so much from the upperclassmen. Clemson's D. Will dom- front will dominate for a while. Let's hope so. I'm certain. I'm putting my. Go ahead. Nick Easton. Nick Easton. Yeah, uh, Nick I'm putting and uh, and JP mentioned that this week. He said that you right. know you're starting to see that NFL experience come through on the recruiting trail uh, with with Nick Easton, and that, that's what I'm, that's where my hopes are this year. And a couple of things: the defensive line and the the defensive backfield, Makuba. Um, but and of course, uh, no pick six, no pick six shovel passes is something else I'm hoping for. I'm hoping we can avoid that. Uh oh, <laughs> he's having fun with us now. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I think he. I think he's playing. He's playing the playing us like the old fiddle. Dale Hudgens says, as Dabo says, the best is yet to come. That goes well with. Uh, with this class. And that's what Casey and I believe. I don't mean to speak for you, Casey, but it sounded like that's where you are. That's where I am. You're kind of filling in. Sometimes you get the big ones up front and you fill in at the end. Maybe now they're filling in, you know, at the front and they'll get the bigger ones at the end. I have no idea who they're after, but they already got a five-star quarterback. I've said eight times. Yes, sir. Isn't it funny, though, that we're, we're quote-unquote complaining about 
high three low four stars. I mean, right. remember the days that you and I were there where there really wasn't a lot of recruiting. There were no stars when I was there. Like, good Lord, some of the guys we were getting, it's like, yeah, well, you know, hope they pan out. And even <laughs> before this run came, there was you – know, Clemson fans were happy with 25th, 26th, 27th ranked recruiting classes. Now we're like, oh, oh, um, 12. Yeah. It's just well, – it's, it's, it's funny. Sorry. Uh, no, I was just going to say, here's the thing. My immediate – deal is yes i look at where the guy's ranked overall but i go and look and see who's who has offered him right and i know not always are those offers committable i get that but it gives me a sense of who's interested in this guy and when i saw who was it uh one of these recent recruits from clemson they were all they were all over the country he had literally offers from southern cal and to Clemson. I mean, it was all and everywhere in between Alabama. It was all through the country. So you can tell me he's ranked 250th. He's not going to end up 250th. And and that's where I was coming from is, is sometimes um, the recruiting services miss on a guy. And when teams like Clemson, Alabama, et cetera, start offering him, they go back and they re-rate him. And I heard Bud Elliott say one time, we'd be dumb not to. Why would you not take into consideration the Alabama coaching staff's feeling on a defensive lineman, right, or a tight end or whatever, a running back? Of course you would. It only makes sense. Uh, so I look at the offers more. I Do I like the top-ranked guys? Obviously. But I don't fret when I see a guy ranked 225 in Alabama – LSU, Georgia, Clemson have offered him. He's good enough for me, and I think Hoffler fits into that into that area for me. Well, I think I think you were talking about Olson, Pat, Henry. He has Alabama, Boston College, Florida State, Kentucky, Louisville, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, South Carolina, Rutgers, West Virginia. I mean, that's a decent, especially yeah. with well, Oklahoma, well, Ohio State, Alabama. I don't know if it was him or not because one of them had Southern Cal on there, and I was like, maybe it was him. No. Okay. Uh, one of them had everybody, everybody from coast to coast. Not everybody, but colleges, big name colleges from coast to coast. So, JP says uh, Colin Webb is underrated. Um, wouldn't be, wouldn't be surprised, and it wouldn't be the. I mean, look at AJ Terrell. Uh, he was highly rated, I think, coming out of, coming out of high school. But was he a number one draft pick, uh, first round draft pick coming out of high school? I'm not sure. Great, Jared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, John Chancey, different services are different too. The composite has Webb as a three-star, but two, four, seven. Yes, that is correct. Uh, and I'll have a story on him tomorrow, uh, John. I think it says that. So appreciate you chiming in. Uh, Ian Reed. Okay. okay. Offensive tackle, Vinegar High School, Austin, Texas. Three-star, three, four-star again, somewhere in between. We'll see when it's all said and done if these guys move up in the rankings, but they're the same guys they are now. That's the, that's the whole thing. Um, sometimes you have to take in uh, different, you have to look at it a different way. And you know, we're choosing to be positive <laughs> for once we're choosing. Uh, there are, to there are still some big holes that need to be filled. I know when we had JP on, he was talking about running back, you know, they still only have the one running back uh, offer out there. So I think that, that that's, that board is going to have to expand a little bit. And there's definitely some, some position groups that need 
<laughs> okay, thank you. It's, it's Ian Reed that's got him all thank over, you, you, all Nelson. up from from end to end. Thanks, Nelson. Appreciate that. Um, but yeah, it's you know, we'll we'll see what happens. I'm excited. The, it's just it's just good momentum. It's good fodder. You know, this was a good week for you and I to maybe look at not doing a show, but because yep. of all the recruiting momentum, it was like, no, we got to come on and at least talk nonsense about it. It is funny because I literally said, um, I, I literally said last week, I was like, man, what are we going to write about on Rubbing the Rock? It's June. <laughs> and then everything, everybody started, Chancey and I were tossing around ideas, then everybody everybody started uh, committing and we, we are all good. David, uh, they, David Bassett. I remember the days of just hoping to land a decent bowl, but my, how the times have changed. You're not kidding. You're I not went to kidding. the Peach Bowl three times in my five years at Clemson. Hey, one of the highlights of my time was a, uh, um, not Tangerine Bowl. See, I can't remember. Stanford, they played Stanford in the game. I don't even remember what, it, what, what bowl it was, but it was in Florida. Uh, the Gator Bowl. It was in Jacksonville. How can I forget that? How can I forget that five foot ten girl? Um, <laughs> people getting upset about composites, but I'm elitist. Yes, Houston. <laughs> the three of us are elitist, but uh, <laughs> that's got to happen. It happens. Jared Clark, I remember watching Gaines Adams here in Greenwood at Cambridge Academy. Lou Holtz turned him down and said he would never recruit from an eight man league. Adam's held a sack record for a long time. RIP games. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He was uh, awesome. And that block field goal against Wake Forest will always be my gains, my gains highlight. Uh, turn that game around in about 20 Completely. seconds. And, uh, Completely. After that. Hey, Casey, I just had a brilliant idea. We've got JP in the audience, or we did. We've got Houston here. So if any of the other people <laughs> have any recruiting questions, it would be a great time to ask him because Casey and I are about tapped out of our knowledge, which took <laughs> eight minutes and nine seconds. So if you have recruiting questions, we got JP Priester from allclemson.com, uh, Houston Burnett from the Morgan Thomas show. He comes on, both of those guys come on graciously, uh, spend their time. And obviously like uh, poking at us in the comments with the uh, shades on their shades on their face. So if you have any questions, let us know or let them know because I don't know if we uh, had anything else on our slim agenda tonight. It was all mostly recruiting, and that's what um, you know we came on top about talk about. As Casey said, we we didn't even realize we we're going to have a show till everybody started rec- uh, committing, and uh, so we decided to have it on this Wednesday. Casey travels a lot, and um, I'm kind of busy these days, which sucks, but um, <laughs> it all worked out. At least I don't have to travel like like the beef does, but. Anything else from the comments that you want us to talk about? Uh, any questions for Houston? Burn it. It rhymes with darn it. That's how I remember. And uh, JP Priester from allclemson.com. <laughs> JP does not like Dale Hudgens, apparently. I don't, um, I don't believe that. JP likes everybody. J, and, unless you stole his craftsman, JP Priester likes, <laughs> likes you. Uh Nelson, personally, I want to pay attention to the composite range. Does that make me an elitist or one of the riffraff? I think, Nelson, at times you can be both. All right. One or the other. You go back and forth. And I know I do. Uh, I, I'm, I'm one of – I can be a riffraff and I can be an elitist. 
Let's see. Just kidding. Hello. Okay. That must be his. Ne- that must be JP's next door neighbor. Uh, <laughs> uh, JP likes everybody that I I've met, or except for Casey, of course. But anyway. All right. Yeah. If Casey, if you got a, you got anything else to add, or should we wrap no, it up? No, just we can wrap it up. But I'm just every day I refresh my 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 feed on my my phone. Uh, looking at with my search that says Clemson baseball coach search every single day. So uh, I'm excited as with everybody else to try to get somebody um, in, into place. Cause I actually walked by Doug Kingsmore today and I saw a slew of scooters and a couple cars out front. I didn't hear any paintings in the back, but it did make me think that there's gotta be some players and things hanging out there for the summer. So hopefully, you know, the guys that are, are that have left, are the only ones that are leaving. And um, I, I happened to talk to a recruit this past week that says he's weighing his options, but the only school he applied to was Clemson. So uh, it's either the MLB, I guess, or, or Clemson. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about Clemson baseball. Obviously, good, good recruiting momentum here. And I know we well, have some questions, so we can do that. We know Ryan Emmons was one of those people – at Doug's King Moore Stadium, don't we? From, yes, from Twitter, yes, we, we know that. Jared Clark uh, says, "How about the linebacker we got from the transfer portal? We play a role this year. Do you are you familiar?" Yeah, I can't think. I can't think of his name, but he came from like a D two school. Um, I don't know if he would get any playing time. I think Houston has the answer. No, in a word, no. Oh, the, the is he the one from Kentucky? Or yeah, like, it was, it was Skidmore or something. It was. Uh, oh, okay. Thank, thank you, David, David Bassett. Yep. Yeah, David, we appreciate you. Uh, come back. We're usually here on Wednesdays, unless we're not. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> most Wednesdays, most Wednesdays, we are here. Uh, in a word, no. Yeah, we got Houston. All right, Casey. Thank the people. Let's get out of here. We've spent it. We've taken up enough of their time. A lot of fun. A lot of energy this week because we got a lot of recruits to talk about, and that's always a good thing. Yeah, thanks so much to everyone in the Seldom News Reserve College Football Discussion Facebook group, especially Nelson Wilhite for all his help. John Chancy for being a good all-around guy. Uncle John McGee, as always. Sluggo Podcast and each and every one of you who listens, likes, shares, and participates. On behalf of Marty Seldom News Reserve Coleman, I am Casey the Creek, and thanks so much for listening. Make sure to check out rubbertherock.com. We'll see you right here, hopefully next week on Sluggo. We'll figure it out. I think we're done here.